Welcome to Talk Employment to Me by KLC, the pod where common sense meets useful advice. Another week and another episode. I'm your host, Stephanie Berry, together with Chris Sacco and Jared Sacco. Join us for new episodes every Friday at 3 p.m. So sit back, listen, and let's get started. Welcome back, everybody, to Talk Employment to Me by KLC Recruitment. They are dropping like flies around here at the moment. Chris is sunning herself in Bali. However, I'm excited because in her absence, Moksha's come back for a second week in a row, so we didn't scare you off, Moksha. Hi. No, I was secretly hoping she'd go off so I could come back. <laughs> All right, she's out of a job. You're here to stay. That's what I'm, that's what I'm hearing. <laughs> and I see that you have... Um, roped in, and I'm definitely going to use that term because I know she's here against her will, the lovely Jamie Manning. (laughs) Hello. So thanks for joining me, guys. Otherwise, I feel like if it was just me today, that would be really boring for everyone. So being, it's probably timely that we've got the both of you here, both experienced recruiters, Jamie from a consultant perspective, Moksha, you do a lot from a candidate perspective as a resourcer. So think it's time for us to talk resumes again um, and probably how you revamp a resume, um, how you craft an impressive resume so that you're the standout candidate in a job application. It is a competitive process and so you want to make sure that you stand out from the crowd. So maybe Miss Jamie, I'll start with you. What are some of your, I don't know, the things that you, and this is just your personal opinion, but things you like most to see on a resume are things that jump off the page. Maybe your top two or three things that jump off the page for you. I look at a lot of resumes every day, so I probably have a few <laughs> a few key things that I like to see on a resume or things that help me determine someone's suitability or makes them stand out in their application among all of the other ones. So I think initially having and I like when they have an overview, just a very short, simple overview of the industries they've worked in, their skills relating to the industry of the role they've applied for, and the sorts of things they've done within their career in that space. I also, having little, simple, it sounds simple, but having their dates of their employment is helpful for us to determine how long they've worked in roles for or the field for, and having really concise but specific dot points or an overview paragraph under their roles of of what what they did or the programs that they worked in or the company that they worked for so we can just get a bit of a, a clear idea of what they do and why, why they're doing it as an initial look at a resume I think would be some of the key things for me that I like to see. I think that they're good points, Jamie. For, from a revamp perspective, if you haven't redone or revamped your resume in a while, there are some things that maybe used to be important or were desired to have on a resume that really in today's day and age aren't necessary or I would actually really encourage you not to put on there. Some of those reoccurring things that I see that you do not need to put on. For example, we do not need your full residential address. I just think the suburb you live in is more than enough. I don't need to know that you live at 174A7, whatever it is. I think just just the suburb is more than enough in terms of we can work out if it, this is a role that you've got to be in the office for, how close you are proximity-wise. I also would 
highly, highly suggest if you are redoing your resume and you have on it things like marital status, anything like that that could be seen as a discrimination, that you could be discriminated against by a potential employer. Now, I would hope that's not happening. That should not be happening, but take it off. Don't even open yourself up to anything that could be seen as discrimination or, or you could be discriminated against based on. I'm also, and everyone's going to be very different on this one, I'm also very passionate about not putting your resumes, uh, sorry, your references on, not putting your resumes, don't know what that is. Don't put your references on your resume when you are sending out multiple applications. It is not best practice, it should not be done, but I do know of agencies and hiring managers who prefer to call references before they have even spoken to the candidate. So it's it, it shouldn't be done, but that doesn't mean that it's not going to be done. And by putting someone else's information, whether it's their mobile number, whatever it is, out there into the great unknown, you're opening them up to unsolicited calls. So if you want that person to be a reference for you, you need to really think about at what point you are going to give their details to a potential employer or an agency because you don't want them doing 20 references and you're not successful because they've they've got reference fatigue and they're exhausted. Moksha, what about you? What are some of your things that you see on it or you see on resumes that you either like or things that you think that's a that's an outdated practice i might give a live example my dear husband bless him um (laughs) tried to a you know a dentist of what 15 years hasn't touched his resume in 15 years tried to apply for a teaching position at university flicked his (laughs) resume to me just to have a quick look over and he had when he volunteered at the teddy bears picnic from (laughs) 2007 or whatever it was so I guess you know everyone has their hobbies and and things they love to do (laughs) but I think sometimes in especially if you're quite an experienced candidate there's a lot that you're trying to fit on so Mm. you don't want to clutter your resume with things that you like doing or outside of work things you're volunteering for unless they are like so relevant to the person that you are Mm. but you don't want to clutter and I feel like recently I've been seeing a lot of clutter in resumes yeah so I guess white space is your friend on a resume white space is your friend absolutely you just want to be clear concise put in your roles put in your qualifications where you are and that is literally all you need so I think that would probably be the main takeaway from the last few months is get rid of all the clutter because you can always get that across in an interview you know if something's really important to you or something that you do outside of work that you think really sort of represents you as a person that's always something you can talk about later but doesn't need to be on there I think teddy bear picnic example is a great example. (laughs) I quite like that. Like if maybe potentially if it was a role for a not-for-profit organization or something like that where they be looking for any kind of in to your personality or whether you have that that philanthropic, that not-for-profit community services kind of bent to your life, then I think that's important. But... I don't know, as you say, Moksha, that that was the best use of that one line on yep. your husband's resume would be, you know, used for maybe something that might be more relevant Absolutely. to the role that, that you're applying for. Um, 
and I, I sometimes hesitate when we talk about what to put on and what to take off a resume because I also, I don't know, I'm a big believer when we help people with their resumes in our office and we talk about maybe you could move this here or you could update this. I still want the resume. I don't want it to look like it's come out of a resume factory. I don't want it to, they should not all be the same because it loses the, well, for me, it loses some of that authenticity of the way that the person that it is representing would write it. But I think those points of like, do you really need it? Does it need to be on there? Think about, like, as you said, Jamie, Jamie likes an overview. Um, but my, for me, if you're going to do that and you're going to put it at the top of your resume, it's got to be the best one paragraph you've ever written because that is taking up prime real estate on your resume. And I think as well, like with the overview, it would take a matter of five minutes to tailor it to be specific to the role that you're applying for. Mm. The amount of resumes that I have opened and do open daily, weekly, however often it may be, some of them are on the minute by the minute every minute some of them are actually (laughs) just hard to look at because as steph said white space is your friend but there's just text after text after text and no gaps and no bolded areas your your resume is your you know we've spoken about about it before in the podcast we know within three to ten seconds on paper if this person could be a potential candidate for a role so For the sake of five minutes of your life to tailor it to be a bit more specific, that will likely draw us in if you've made it specific to the role that we we have available. So I think it, it is really important with creating a standout application that you do just take the time to make your application stand out basically yeah and i think there's nothing well there's nothing that leaves a sour taste in my mouth more than whether it's a cover letter or a resume as you say jamie and you see you know say for example they were applying for a role as head of the teddy bear picnics association and they have you know it says you know hi please find and close my application for the head of the bananas and pajamas tea party yeah, it's I'm really struggling for these, <laughs> these examples here. But like, my, I go, well, that's my that's my biggest competitor. That's my, you know, like the, the teddy bears picnic is right in competition with the bananas in pajamas tea party. So you need to make sure that the application that you are submitting is relevant for the job you are applying for. Because for some employers, that would be, that would be, like they see that, sorry, your application is automatically not suitable. Now that might seem harsh, but it shows that you haven't taken the time to do your research or to put the time into your application like you were talking about, Jamie. Yeah, absolutely. I've really enjoyed that I've been able to use bananas in pajamas and teddy bear picnic <laughs> in this podcast. So thanks a lot. I'll have really to my child. I'll have to ask my husband to listen to this one particularly. <laughs> <laughs> is there from a, a revamp perspective? Is there anything that you are a hard no on? If this is on your resume, you should take it off. Spelling mistakes. Yep, you're an English teacher from way back, aren't you, Moksha? I can't, I can't handle it. (laughs) All right, spelling mistakes. Spell check, get someone else to read it is the other thing because if there is a spell check, there is an error there, you are not seeing it. If you have read it once or twice or three times, you are not seeing it. I had a candidate, and I think I might have shared this example in a podcast before, and if I have, it's worth a second mention, but I had a candidate that I had, or someone I had worked with, 
um, who said to me, look, I've been sending my resume out. I'm not getting any responses. I just don't know what, I just don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And on first glance, her resume looks really good. She worked in public administration and it wasn't until I took a very quick second look that I worked out that in every public she had left out the L in her spelling. So that that does not have a red squiggly line under it because that is a word in in her resume. Senior candidate, really well spoken, really well put together, great experience, but instead of public, had pubic administration throughout her resume. So again... Moksha, I couldn't support that comment more. Oh, God. Jamie? Um, hard no's. I don't think I can, other than what we already sort of spoke about, you know, people that <laughs> do tend to add um, whether they're married or they have three or five children and their children's ages. Again, I think more for their own personal privacy. That's probably something that, like, if we were putting that particular person forward to a client we would absolutely remove that on their behalf and also it's another thing you have to update because it needs to be relevant so every year people are getting older you need to update how old they are like just not you're making life harder for yourself yep absolutely and i think again not necessarily a hard no we i think more recently we've been getting a lot of resumes with um photos as well um, professional mm-hmm. or selfie, whatever it may be, which I wouldn't be fully adverse to. However, I don't think it's necessary. And as you said, Steph, you're sort of putting yourself up, you know, to potentially be discriminated against unintentionally. It's not something we would do here at KLC, but some people would, you know, use that to make mm-hmm. their initial mm-hmm. decision. So yeah, I think those two, but I'm not sure any other hard nose or lots of um, Moksha's just said to me um, training and education that goes on and on and on for pages yep. again for the sake of five minutes maybe just editing it to be a bit more concise most recent most relevant mm-hmm. to the role and again that's something that can be you know spoken about and explored at a later date and expressed to clients as required um, but on paper sometimes it can just be a little bit too much I think yeah and I think Jamie you make a good point on the photo front again I'm not I'm not a huge fan is it going to stop me from picking up the phone and calling someone no but I think again it's about being strategic in how you're using your resume so if you revamped your if you haven't revamped your your resume for 15 years like Moksha's husband you may not have had a LinkedIn profile 15 years ago why not instead of having a photo on your resume, which is taking up a lot of prime real estate, remove the photo and put your LinkedIn URL under your name. That takes up far less space and it then allows your potential employer to click through to your LinkedIn URL and see your photo and your experience where you can then expand on your experience even more on your LinkedIn um, profile in a professional setting, in a professional space. So I think... When you're thinking about a revamp, think about how you can use the tools that we have now that we may not have had in the industry, you know, 15, 20 years ago. Or you, if you were in uni five years ago, maybe you haven't, maybe you didn't think there was the a benefit in having a LinkedIn and, you know, now you're five years post-graduated, you've been in the industry for a while and you've not put the energy and effort into your LinkedIn because you don't know how it could benefit you. Well, this is one of the areas that it could absolutely benefit you, would be some of my, I suppose, just verbal vomit on how you could get rid of your photo and use something else instead yeah absolutely it's been a pleasure i'm i think i could i personally could go on forever and ever i also have seen many a many a many a many a resume in my time 
There is no one size fits all from my perspective. You still want it to be a reflection of you and your personality. But I just would challenge you, you know, some of the things we've spoken about, about do you actually need it? Where should it be? And is it the, is it the best use of that prime real estate on your resume? Because, you know, page one take, is your best chance to, to land that, that interview or that phone interview. By page two, you want to make sure that you're keeping someone interested. If they've got to page three, you're doing a fantastic job. So make sure that that prime real estate on page one is going to be what's going to get you that dream job. Yep, I agree. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for joining me because otherwise I would have just talked at myself <laughs> for 10 minutes. Um, and look, I do feel that's something I could do. So it was <laughs> nice to have you guys here. Don't worry, you just talked at us instead. Yeah, makes it makes me feel better. So that's good. <laughs> it's been a blast, Moksha. Um, I'm... Thank you. Teddy Bear's picnics. I think we'll have one of those in here next week. That's a great. And um, maybe your husband can come and volunteer in here instead. Yeah, and then he could write times two on his resume. <laughs> and update it. Twenty twenty three. It's been a blast, guys. Thank you for joining me on Talk Employment to Me by KLC. And we will see you here again next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having Bye. us. Bye. Thanks for listening to Talk Employment to Me by KLC. Remember, the advice shared on the Talk Employment to Me podcast is general advice only. For specific advice, reach out to Stephanie, Chris and Jared or the whole KLC team. That's all for this episode. See you next Friday.